0: go to the touch of Callum, Kine, Chris.
1: Um, Happy to be back. Exciting.
0: Uh, yeah, a lot more enthusiasm than last week.
1: Yeah, I'm actually like, to quite to be day. back this week.
0: So we set the theme this week. Well, I set it with my recommendations that we'll talk a little bit. We'll talk about later on. But the theme is. I do. Do we narrow it down? It was like cur- it you was said- like cursed relationships or failed romance. Yeah. It was along them lines. Positive yeah, as positive as always.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting time. But I think
0: yeah, this is the first week where we've had about four hours worth of music planned out that Chris had to narrow down. But yeah, <laughs> it's like the- yeah. Humans in the closet, huh? Every- we have <laughs> all
1: had um. We've all had experiences with uh, <coughs> neglect and rejection and sadness <laughs> when it comes to love. So I think we're the guys for the job this week.
2: Kai's angry bitterness is just coming out straight away. <laughs> <first week. laughs>
1: no pretences. I'm just laying it all out on the table.
0: So go forward, Chris. We got
2: list. Fan mail. We do recommendations got a special sponsor again later special special sponsor talk about the (laughs) spot
1: that's going
0: well beam yeah
2: so and twitch so Kai said before that in the first link Callum's mic's gonna just go all weird and that's exactly what happened you're fine until just your little talking there you just like turn into a robot
0: Oh, I knew it was going to be me that has technical difficulties.
2: Yeah, fine it, it's,
1: yeah, it's back to normal now.
0: All right, well, it's been touch and go. We've worked with technical difficulties before. We we survived the sabotage when we were on college. I'm sure <laughs> exactly. we can get through a couple of mic issues. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. All right, it's going to be touch and go, I think. I'll just input little and often and hope it works.
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> so, Chris, do you want to introduce the list?
2: Yeah, I completely forgot it was the list first, so I'll just quickly get it up. <laughs> Shambles.
1: Shambles. Top quality. Professional yeah. production. Just like Chris's last relationship. I don't know why <laughs> I said that. That's out of order. I'm sorry, Chris.
2: Well, funny you say that, because today's list is all about the top ten ways to break up with your significant other. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, if you're in an unhappy relationship and you're trying to... Find out a good way to break up with them. Here are ten ways to do it.
1: Sounds good.
0: Excited.
2: So I
1: don't know that ten... pause he does before number ten. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and number ten is have sex with their sister, mother, brother, or grandfather.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'd do it. To be fair. <laughs> Why grandfather though? That's that's too far.
2: Even never know. could have an attractive grandfather.
1: Yeah, but that's disrespecting the elderly. <laughs> Although they disrespect young people every time they go to the voting booth, Am I right? <laughs>
2: Topical joke there. <laughs> Number nine. Number nine is tell them that you support Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, that'll
0: do it. Yeah, that'll, that'll probably do it as well. Although some people might be.
1: Yeah, he might be into that. They might be MAGA fans. Possibly. Did anyone see him trying to like walk down that ramp the other yeah, week?
2: Where he starts like waddling <laughs> like a penguin. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it was embarrassing.
2: And number eight, we have listen to Radiohead loudly every day until they get too depressed to stay with you.
1: Yeah. I genuinely feel like I did do that in um <laughs> like a past relationship, to be fair.
2: I'm sure we all have been there.
1: Yeah, it's a good one though.
2: I'm there at the moment. Oh, don't say really that. Strong... <laughs> well, what if number your current girlfriend is listening? <laughs> so, at number seven, we have fake your death. Sorry, to how Cuba. would you do it? That's not faking your death. That's just you moving countries.
1: Yeah, but everyone that fakes their death goes to Cuba.
2: The Sixth entry on the list was moved to a new country without telling them and never speak to them ever again.
1: Oh, sorry, I've jumped the gun there. Although I would go to so Cuba. So, guys,
0: moving to Cuba, yeah. You wouldn't go to Cuba,
1: no, I would, yeah. Cuba seems cool,
0: warm and communist,
1: exactly. Shout out communism.
2: Tony Montana's from Cuba, he was a pretty cool guy,
1: <laughs> yeah. A lot of good cocaine there. <laughs>
2: Number five is delete them off all social media, and if they ask why, pretend that you have no clue who they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sketch out. Oh, did you hear that? I wonder if people have done that.
2: I'm sure a lot of people have done that. It's such a like easy way to do it.
1: Yeah. I think it's probably easier if you're in like, a new relationship. It's quite recent. Yeah. I mean, you probably couldn't do it if you have been together for like five years.
2: Not with that attitude, you can't.
1: True. I'm a pessimist. What can I say?
2: (laughs) Number four, we have refused to watch any movie other than God's Not Dead two until they go insane.
1: (laughs) That's a that's a good shout because I've seen God's Not Dead (laughs) one, and that is awful. I
0: didn't even know they made a second one.
2: Yeah, they did. Neither did I. Bigger and better than the first.
0: Bigger and better, bigger scale. It was the end game. So the gods not dead. That's a very series. aggressive
1: name for a film as well. God's not dead because he was never alive because he doesn't exist.
2: <laughs> you have to keep all your religious views to episode ten when we do our religion episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. I'll keep that quiet then.
2: <laughs> so number three, commit them to an asylum without their knowledge. <laughs>
1: it's like that peep show episode where they try and get each other (laughs) sections
2: that was what I thought of when I put that on
1: yeah I think it could be done as well has anyone seen the film Gaslight?
2: no but I know of it
1: yeah because that's essentially what happens in that
2: so number two number two is send your sex tape to their family
1: (laughs) Jesus, Chris.
2: Jesus. Keeping him with the uh, number 10, that one.
1: Yeah. You've got a very, like, incestuous list this week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, and number one. Number one is just break up with them and don't be a fucking coward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow.
0: Solid. We should start, like, a dating advice section.
1: Yeah, because we'd definitely be great for that, wouldn't we?
0: I don't know, it seems like Chris has got
1: down. Uh, three fucking losers.
2: A new segment from now on will just take new fan mail from people who are in problems in their relationship and we give them advice.
1: Yeah, yeah. I really don't think that would be very helpful, though. <laughs> from us, anyways.
2: Probably. I think there's probably
1: better people you can speak to. I think anyone.
0: Not, not necessarily. So, I mean,
1: Callum's... Yeah. Callum's given me advice in the past, and I'm not going to lie, it's always been awful. (laughs) When I was trying to break up with my first girlfriend, he told me to buy a full suit of body armour and just break up with her in her car and then open the door and roll out. (laughs) (laughs) That was his advice for me.
2: I guess it would have worked.
0: You did, Yeah, I think it would have worked. I didn't see the big deal. Yeah, maybe. She did it at Lady Bird. I mean, she wasn't breaking up with anyone, but...
1: Yeah, she was just angry at her mum. Bit different.
0: <laughs> Close enough. Since we've returned, we've been picking up sponsors every week. We've had Farbox Schooma sponsored us last week. And um, as always, they emailed us on touch 2020 at com. And Chris, you got another one through, didn't you, today? Yeah, well, I
2: did. So they sent another audio sponsor
3: in. So, I will play it for you guys. Are you tired of your significant other? Does the idea of having to listen to them talk make you want to blow your brains out? Well try Mr. John's world famous hitman. With us you can choose how, where or when you want us to take your soon to be ex-lover out. With the cheapest rates in the business, why would you want to use anyone else? Plus every time you use us you get added perks to your account. These include a free bottle of cyanide for those who want to try it themselves. Plus, if you order 10 hits, you get the 11th one free. If you sign up using the code C to the T, you get 20% off your first order, plus a free month of our subscription service in which we will take out one person of your choosing every month. That is Mister MrJohnsHitMen.com for all your hitmen needs. We are not liable if you get arrested for hiring a hitman, and anyone who squeals on us will be excruciatingly murdered.
2: There we go, Mr. Johns. Hitmen, thanks for sponsoring us.
3: Wow, thank you very much. A useful <laughs> service
1: that I'm sure many of there our listeners go. will definitely use.
2: Yeah, why wouldn't you?
0: Especially, what was the, what was the code called to the touch?
2: Yeah,
1: and a free bottle of cyanide. Apparently. I am. Well,
0: there we go. I'm excited,
2: and the car definitely going to sign.
1: Yeah, I need to. Um, I need to get a significant other really before I can use that service, but.
2: Well, the beauty of them is that you can use them for anyone. It's not just significant others.
1: Oh, I've got many people on my list then. (laughs) (laughs) I will be getting in contact with John's, Mr. John's.
0: (laughs) Um, Obviously, each week we've done recommendations. We've had Easy Rider and Lou Reed's Berlin. We've had uh, Johnny's Got His Gun and
2: and um, Bob Dylan,
0: yeah. So it was my turn to re- recommend. Most of his albums. Yeah, your
2: microphone's yeah. Microphones playing.
1: Your mic's fucked uh, again. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. You might have to say everything you just said again, though. Ah oh, no.
0: <laughs> all right, so... D- did we hear about...
1: We heard about been past been the... recommendations.
0: Yeah, all right, so... <laughs> the theme of it's just... It just doesn't
2: want him to... <laughs> no,
1: it went fucked again. Try I again. To... Can try you try hear again. me again? Yeah, 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 try again.
0: All right, third time lucky. So... Is it gone? <laughs> <I see.
2: laughs> uh. it. It's literally any time you try and actually say it, and then it just comes back when you give up. All right. So,
0: strong start. So, obviously, the recommendation was Father John Misty's I Love You, Honey Bear. Um, he could have picked any album apart from pure comedy, really, because the rest of them all sort of follow the same ideas I'd say Uh, his newest album less I think that's more about his sort of personal struggles with his life but there's definitely tinges of him talking about romance in but I Love You Honey Bear the whole album's based around sort of his, his idea and him sort of grappling with the concept of marriage meeting someone and being sucked into something that he wasn't sort of against but like he lived his life as well, a quote womanizer, he said, and he sort of comes to terms with now he's gotta settle down and he finally sort of feels that he's ready but he's not quite sure. So yeah. Yeah, I
1: thought it was really interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. I've listened to um pure comedy and is it Favourite Worst Customer, his latest album?
0: God's Favourite Customer.
1: That's it, God's Favourite Customer. I really like them but i haven't listened to this one so yeah but i really enjoyed it i thought it was interesting lyrics mostly is what i enjoyed about it
0: yeah there's definitely definitely tracks that are written stronger than others like um i know chris said his favorite song strange encounter but there's um nothing good ever happens in a goddamn thirsty crow um which when we saw him live Midway through that, he stopped singing that thing and just airboxed for about a good minute and a half. Yeah. That, actually, yeah, the air. yeah. Um, yeah. So that song's all about uh, basically his womanizing days and him not liking what he saw when he was in the pub and trying to chat with anyone and anything. Um, and he sort of comes to terms with it, he hates. It used to be like that. They never settled down and he just had one night stands. And it's actually named after a pub in LA called the Thirsty Crow that he used to drink out frequently.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that track was good, to be fair. Um, I think my favourite track is probably Ideal Husband. I enjoyed that a lot. I thought the lyrics were really interesting.
0: Mm, And it just comes to this absolute crescendo of chaos at the end as well. Mm. When he starts singing about coming back drunk and just accepting that he's going to have to have kids eventually. And he's going to I think I think it's like let's put a baby in the oven.
1: Yeah. It's one of the last
0: yeah.
1: lines of it. Yeah, he just screams it as well.
0: There's
2: yeah, there's so into, many Oh I was gonna say going into this album, the only song I'd ever heard by him was Holy Shit. Or at least that was the only one that I could remember like going out of my way to listen to. Yeah. That's definitely one of my highlights on the album.
0: Mm. Yeah, that was a good song as well. It's probably the darkest one on there as well, where he just sings about how he thinks love's like a consumer. It's like part of consumerism and everyone just does it because they have to, to keep resources in the world alive, which is terrifying.
1: I thought that was a really interesting take on it because when I thought about it, he's kind of right. (laughs) Like if people didn't get married, a lot of like resources and stuff wouldn't actually exist the world would be so much different. Like, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy. So I thought that was a really interesting take on things, to be fair.
2: Apparently he wrote it on his wedding day. (laughs) Oh,
0: God!
1: Jesus!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine?
0: I think, to be fair, out out of the album, there's only one song that's... I mean, it's still good, but I don't prefer as much as the other one, and that's true affection. But I think that's just like personal preference i just wasn't a fan of that sort of thing but the rest of the songs are all written strongly they're all distinctive it's a wild yeah. album
1: yeah the only problem uh, i found was it was i thought his vocal performance got a little bit repetitive on a few tracks
0: it always confuses me because he's got a live album out which is off key and hamburg and his voice is so much better live than it is on the yeah. studio versions Yeah, I I, gotta say, when
1: we saw him at Guildhall, he sounded amazing. But then when I listen to him on record, it's kind of like quite samey. Like that's he doesn't really change it up very much. mm,
0: I don't. Yeah, I don't think it brings it down. Like I still think there's some, some strong elements. But I mean, you can tell that it's all written by him. I also found out it's not really related to the album that he writes for a lot of pop artists as well. And he wrote Lady Gaga's. Uh, I can't remember the album's called. She's like Joanne. Joanne, and he wrote a lot of um, Pink Lemon, uh, not Pink Lemonade, Lemonade as well by Rihanna. It's
2: Beyonce.
1: Beyonce. Beyonce. How do you constantly Yuck. get them confused?
2: <laughs> They're just the same, aren't they? At this point, he wrote a song on that album that had like thirty writers or something ridiculous, including the <laughs> singer from Vampire Weekend. Bloody hell.
0: I just, I don't know. I mean, it's one of my, like, one of my favourite albums from him, especially with, like, the slower tracks, like Bored in the USA. It's got that on there as well. Um, I went to the shops one day as well. It's another sort of slowish one. It's got, it definitely sort of rises up and then sort of slowly goes back down, which is nice yeah. as well. Like, if you listen to it in order, you've definitely, you can see his sort of thought process behind writing it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was kind of written like, like you say, like where it goes. It's sort of like peaks and troughs, and it kind of reminded me of like a relationship where you have like these super, super high moments and then like really low moments. So I thought that was quite clever how he paced the like track listing out like that.
0: Yeah. So there's another song he does on on his latest album called "Disappointed Diamonds," They're the rarest of them all. And basically, the whole song's based like, I mean, it's sort of a follow on from this but he sings that he's just sort of accepted that not all relationships are perfect, but he's lucky to be in one that's sort of the majority of the time a lot better and a lot stronger. Yeah. Um, and it sort of secures his doubts. But yeah, I was excited. I'm glad everyone got to listen to it. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed it. I f-
2: think I preferred Pure Comedy, but this is probably my second favourite album by him.
0: I d- yeah, I still think it's... I don't know. I can't really rate it.
1: too long for me
0: yeah, yeah that's uh, it's very long there are some long songs they do like his first album a lot there are some good songs on his first album i couldn't really rate them i don't think
2: probably i saw just... a um i was watching anthony fantano's review of his most recent album and someone put in the comments like comparing all of father john misty's albums like quality wise to um kendrick lamar's albums so you have like his first album which is like section 80 this album which is like good kid mad city And then (laughs) Pure Comedy, which is like To Pimp a Butterfly, and um, God's Favourite Customer, which is like Damn. To be fair, he's not wrong. Strong comparison. I thought it was like pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that was
0: pretty spot on. All right, so are we rating
2: it? What would we all rate it? I would give it four and a half Cult of the Touches out of five. I know I didn't talk a lot about it, but I really enjoyed it.
1: Callum's currently showing us his Father John Misty shirt on the <laughs> video call. No.
2: Um,
1: I'd probably give it four cult of the Touches out of five.
0: I'd, I'd give it five cult the Touches, but I'm biased, I guess, in that respect. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Sorry, I, I, I can, was biased that. last
1: week as well.
0: Yeah, so I, I stand by the five for that. Um, going forward, we have two recommendations. Um, this one being a little bit different from the two films last week, so recommended I I, I I I I or three by the Lumineers. I'm not gonna go through every every track because we'll just we'll be here for days. And um, there are ten. But the the main thing is that it follows the Sparks family sort of battle with addiction. Um it's not the most lighthearted of albums and there's no light hearted no. sort of uplifting tracks on there I wouldn't say. Um but obviously yeah it follows the Sparks family and it's all based around the Lead singer, and I think it's one of the guitarists' life and their sort of parents' battle with addiction, and all that sort of exciting jazz. Um, they don't really declare what sort of addiction they were battling with, but I mean, following on from the themes is probably alcohol.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of alcohol abuse in the short film.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'll go through a few tracks because I don't want to go through them all. Um, the first one, obviously, it wasn't easy to be happy for you. I was on there, so that sort of comes towards the middle of the album. Well, it's the the fourth track on there, and it follows Jimmy. So he's the youngest, the youngest son of the. I think it's the second generation. There's a lot of like conspiracies around. it. Yeah, there's and loads different...
1: of theories about the timeline and like who's related to who, which I thought was quite interesting.
0: Yeah, so basically. We're introduced to Jimmy, so he's the he's the dad, and we'll talk about him in the next track, um, and his son, who's been left, left by his girlfriend. Uh, the video centres around him sat in a car. Um, it's not quite clear whether he's sort of hallucinating or he's there, and then it jumps forward in time to when she's not there. But um, they wrote it just as a straightforward breakup song. Um, there's a lot in there where he sings about how he resents her, um, basically that she just completely shut him out of his life quite an aggressive song but the the main interesting part is that they recorded it at night so i don't think they recorded it in the studio either from what i read they recorded it i think it was in a ha- just a normal house and it was all done acoustically with just like a different sound to what they were normally used to and it was mixed later on um to give it sort of a raw raw filter which is quite yeah,
1: cool it, yeah it does sound like that as well to be fair like it's quite a it's like spacey sort of sound to the song yeah
0: which, which makes what? sense
1: because i think is, is in the video is that the part where he's like in this open field sort of thing with his girlfriend on the hood of his car
0: yeah
1: yeah so yeah it it works i liked it a lot I think
0: it is it's definitely clever um Going forward, I'm trying to think of other, other tracks. Ah, oh, so Jimmy Sparks is probably one of my favorites in the video because it follows on from probably the darkest darkest part of the, the video, which is My Cell, which is the song before, um, where he gets beaten up and essentially robbed in, in a motel oh, room. Yeah, yeah that is um, brutal. Yeah, it was, it was. It was definitely a bit much. And this, so, like, if you listen to the song without that video as well, you wouldn't sort of put that image across. There's no. definitely a bit of a.
1: Yeah, I mean, the slow motion crossbar to the head and then blood spurting out was like, was a bit much for me. I won't lie.
0: Yeah. Um. So obviously, Jimmy Sparks. I don't know about Chris's opinion because Chris said he sort of dropped off at this point. Um of the album, well he wasn't the momentum wasn't keeping it going for him um
2: yeah, for me, I felt like the first three songs, or at least that part, of, like the story visually, I thought that was the most interesting part, and then afterwards, I just didn't have my attention grabbed as much. I didn't think any of it was like bad or anything. I just was more invested in like the first three songs, the alcoholic wife, like who gets sectioned at one point and then comes back. I thought that was more interested than any of the other stories.
0: Yeah, so obviously another one from Jimmy's perspective was Jimmy, oh Jimmy Sparks, uh, which is him singing. Basically, it's getting towards the end of the end of the album. We see this climax. And he basically says that his life's sort of been ruined from this point onwards, and he just wants the universe to sort of give him a give him a break by this point. Um and then we go on to Salt and the Sea, which is where the dad, so the last generation, just sort of accepts that he's the villain of the story and he's ruined sort of his son's life going forward from there. So it's all, all uplifting. Yeah,
1: doesn't it doesn't the it... Doesn't the his kid go and, like, rob a bank or something?
0: Yeah, for money. To, got. Yeah, he does. So he pays off, the, pays off the debt, and then the dad sort of acknowledges he's a villain, tries to redeem himself by letting his son run away while he surrenders. Um, yeah. Which I guess is uplifting for the son, but it's still quite a dark, a
1: dark. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a dark, dark path.
1: Can um, we just talk about how weird that kid's run was, by the way? <laughs> He, he literally, he was, like, flapping his arms like he was, like, trying to fly. It was really weird.
0: And um, Out of all the, all the artists as well, I definitely did not expect them to, to come out of the concept album like this, especially from their first album, which is all juicy folk pop. And then it just, to come two albums later with a concept album, as dark as that is
1: yeah I only know them from is it hey ho or ho hey?
0: hey, yeah, so that was their first That's yeah so they do go on to write an album after that, which is the second album, which was Cleopatra which was about his dad's death, and then they also brought out a couple of radiohead covers um and then one That's Bob cool. Dylan cover, and then they disappeared for a couple of years, and then this just came out of absolutely nowhere um yeah I, I mean it's pretty cool it's- yeah one of my favourite things and I because I listened to the album before I watched the video because I watched the singles come in so I'll have that all added in definitely made the album a lot better because I can listen to it and then visualise what's going on on top of that yeah
1: yeah no I enjoyed it I think it's a really cool way to especially if you're going for like a full-on like short film I think it's just a cool way to do it
0: yeah and it works I don't see why more bands don't do it with their albums yeah Chris, you got anything else? Can you to imagine add? a Radiohead one? Oh, my God, I'd be so morbid. Literally.
2: To be fair, Pink Floyd's <coughs> The Wall, like film, is basically kind of the same thing, and that's super depressing.
1: Pink uh, Floyd at yeah. pass? Yeah, I'm Your not Pess. a fan of Pink
2: Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Chris, trying to give it a rating?
2: I'll give it three and a half, Colt to of the Touches, out of five.
0: alright
1: uh, I'll probably give it a three, Virgin on three and a half.
0: Nice, and I will give it a four culture Touches out of five. I won't go for the five out of five this time. I smooth. <laughs> I'm going to stop waffling. Kai, do you want to talk about what we received?
1: Yeah, cool. So most weeks we get fan mail from some pretty deranged individuals, I'd have to say. Um, this week's no different, unfortunately. All I really want is just a normal fan. But, um, okay, this guy, he goes, Hello, cold to the touch. Me and my ex-girlfriend were both huge fans of the show. Unfortunately, a remark Chris made during the war episode caused me and her to break up. The remark (laughs) in question came during Chris's list of films that should have had war sequels. The one in question was Kangaroo Jack in Iraq. Now, I find this funny, and usually my girlfriend would have as well. Unfortunately for me, her first boyfriend was a member of the fighting forces attempting to protect their country from the American invaders. His name was Saddam Hussein. You might have heard of him. Well, thanks to Chris trying to be funny, he's ruined my relationship because she left me to go back to Iraq to find another wealthy leader she can marry. (laughs) Thanks a lot, you moron. It took me 37 years to finally enter into a relationship, and you ruined it in just two weeks. I want an apology, and I want it tonight. I'll be listening, and if I don't hear one, there will be trouble coming your way, Chris. I'll ruin your life like you've ruined mine. Thanks for reading. My name is Jack LaCracque, but please refer to me as Colin. I don't want my ex-girlfriend, Samantha Hussein to realise this. I've sent this. <laughs> so there we go. Colin Fantastic. there. Sorry for doxing you and reading out your first name, but I personally hope you find... Uh, Another girlfriend. But Chris, have you got anything to say? I mean, you ruined the man's relationship.
2: Well, if she got offended by something like that, then she clearly isn't the one.
1: He wants an apology, Chris. Are you going to skirt around the issue here?
2: No, because we don't negotiate with people. <laughs> <laughs> we stand by our morals, and if people don't like that, then they don't have to listen to us.
1: Okay, George Bush. i've heard we've also had another piece of fan mail chris if you wanted to read that out
2: yeah i'll read this out now um it doesn't tell me who it's from it says must be read on a desktop at the top (coughs) i've considered writing this email for a while so let's start from the beginning Loneliness seems to be something that has been apparent throughout this COVID lockdown. On one hand, I do like the time to myself, but at the same time, it's a very isolating feeling. Valentine's Day 2014 was one of the worst days of my life. Everyone had someone to be with, whereas my night was spent alone in a nightclub with old people. Anyone who can feel this way from time to time, but it's important to know what we're not alone in doing so. No one can escape the feeling of feeling alone. The idea is to appreciate the time we have to ourselves. Anyone can learn this superpower. The superpower of being alone. Lastly, I hope everyone learns that they don't need a relationship to feel valued. Within this email, there is a secret message that you must read aloud. This message will be revealed once the first letter of each line is either read aloud or written down. Please do not include anything below the above black line in this message I do not read past this point until the <laughs> message has been read aloud solving puzzles he's Said I L L O F V E so he's written I love anal down the side <laughs> oh. wow And then at the bottom, it says, If you have read this far, I commend you for your efforts. It is clear at this point that you are a gay boy who likes getting anally fucked. And there's nothing wrong with that. You are who you are. Kai, if you like using your bum hole as a sausage wallet, then go right ahead and get fucked up the bum as much as you like. Just don't shit yourself. Love the show, and remember, no homo. (laughs)
1: Well, that's just... That's just out of order. Who sent that? I want names.
2: (laughs) I'm afraid it's unmarked on the email. I'll find out, Chris. I'm not being
1: insulted on my own radio show. Okay.
2: You can track them down if you want.
1: I will. And guess what? I'll be using our sponsor this week, Mr. Johns, to take them out. (laughs) So watch your back, whoever sent that.
0: There we go. So that's the fan mail for the week. All right, so we were, obviously we've spoken about recommendations. Um, A lot of them are old-ish, well early 2010s. Um, But this week's been a big week for new releases as well. Um, So we've got three to talk about, um, which we've all seen, apart from one which Chris has seen on his own because he's the only one moronic enough to watch it. Um, (laughs) That's Five Bloods, Kingston Island and then Chris subjected himself to Artemis Fowl so if we start with The Five Bloods Kai have you got anything to add
1: yeah I enjoyed it I thought it was good I think the it took a I, I didn't really like the action scenes too much I thought they were the weakest part of the film but I thought I've forgotten the actor's name um the crazy like MAGA guy mm. I thought he was the most interesting character by far yeah i know him yeah he was it was just a really like cool depiction of ptsd in from vietnam and like being sort of brainwashed by american imperialism and thinking that america's number one and all this shit i enjoyed it
0: i watched it and then loved it and then thought about it a little bit more and then thought i'd probably preferred it if it had just been sort of uh of a character study rather than the action just sort of kicking in Yeah. and then because there was definitely a lot of thought about loss what they've done um, what they had sort of planned what didn't work out but obviously they flicked it on his head by the second half and it just went all out bash it mad um, yeah it did, it did go off the rails a bit yeah it was also horrifying as well like th- there was a bit of a mine in it midway through and it made me feel ill like uh, I could see that coming though
2: I could see it coming, was, but I didn't yeah. expect it yeah. to be as explicit. Because the fact he was like it was. walking yeah. backwards it was like, slowly, yeah. and it was just really conveniently
1: walking backwards, it was like, okay, when are you going to step on a mine and get blown up then? Yeah, the, um, the it just
2: first... made me think of that scene in um, Tropic Thunder where the exact yeah. same thing <laughs> literally. happened.
1: Literally, literally.
0: Yeah, obviously quite hard to watch as well. A lot of yeah. But, I mean, Real it's life topical. footage of Vietnam Timely. Um, They can't really
2: escape it Which I guess is one of the angles they were going for
1: like, it was, can't yeah. deny I that a lot it's of people happened. take issue with it though don't A lot of people not seem did, to though, inj- like, like the violence
2: It's just kind of a Spike Lee thing to do recently He did it in Black Clansman at the end as well Yeah, just seems like something he does I
1: thought that really worked well in Black Clansman.
2: Yeah, I thought it worked a lot better in that than it did in this.
1: Yeah, I'd agree.
0: So, um, I definitely, I think, you no, know, I can't speak on everyone's behalf, but I'd recommend it to, to people to watch. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I'd say check bag, it out. No, it's no, on Netflix. No. It's free. So, may exactly. as
2: well. I uploaded a video reviewing all three of these movies today. Um In that review, I basically said that I thought the first half was a bit dull and I really enjoyed the second half. So, basically, the exact opposite of what you guys (laughs) have said.
1: To be fair, in the first half, there were loads of really weird cuts. I don't know if you noticed them. Like, he just break the 180 rule, like, repeatedly. I was was, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I can't, there's no continuity in this. There was one shot I didn't
0: really. Sorry.
2: No, you carry on, man.
0: Um, there was one shot I did like, which was one of the one of the five shots in the halfway through it went to like four by three and then it cut to uh, previous footage, which was quite yeah. cool. It was like a car shootout. Um
1: yeah. yeah, I thought the like intercutting between different aspect ratios to differentiate like the time zones. I thought that was really cool.
2: Mm. I did like that, but they kinda of just gave up with it halfway through. And then like, yeah, the did. second half is actually just sixteen, nine 9 yeah. of the film.
1: Yeah, true.
0: There we go. Um, yeah, I just
2: found a lot of the characters I weren't really invested in in the first half, but second half I kind of felt the complete opposite. Yeah. Especially um Delroy Lindo, who's basically the main That's guy. Him. I was yeah, incredible That, was, in the that was
1: the guy. Yeah, he was brilliant. He's literally so good.
2: Yeah, I thought his performance got better and better as the film went on. Yeah, And definitely. I liked his like monologue all about. The government putting down black people. He just yeah. stared at the camera. That was
1: like something from Shakespeare. That was like a full-on like Shakespeare monologue to the camera. It was yeah. really cool. Mm. There we
2: yeah,
1: go. Um...
0: Um, in Staten Island as well, which is another one. Um, your Chris, you weren't too sure because you weren't a massive Pete Davidson fan. Were you? Um, as excited as a Bill Burr, and I, I don't mind Joe Apato like he has done. I don't have much of a dislike to him as you two do. But Kai. I know. I, I, Kai's it's not, not even
2: fan. like I dislike him. I just think he's just he's just kind of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't hated any of the films I've watched by him, but at the same time, I've not loved any of them.
1: I just think his films are all too long. And this is the only film yeah, that I didn't feel the length. I thought it worked. Like I didn't even realise it was like two hours and 15 minutes.
2: Oh, um. I did think there was probably a good twenty minutes or so you could have cut out of it.
1: Yeah, I guess so. This had oh, weird cuts in it as well. It was like the actors were like improving and they were like the reaction shots were just weird. They didn't match up with what was being said in the actual film. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really funny. I thought Bill Burr was great. He's got yeah, a seventies Bair- porn been- stash.
2: Yeah, Bill Burr was my favourite bit about the film. Yeah. But I also am a big Bill Burr fan anyway, so I'm quite biased.
1: Yeah, same. I thought Pete Davidson was good as well. I thought he yeah, was really yeah, I, like human.
2: I don't really like him, but I thought he did a really good job. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of the films like very autobiographical and about his early twenties and stuff. Yeah, he yeah, helped write it,
0: I think, as well. His father died, didn't he? He was a fireman that did actually die. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what they what they do going forward, like especially in Bill Bar, because. Remove like efforts for family and stuff, I don't want him to fall in the same sort of far but aggressive way. He's a genuinely role.
1: great actor, though. Like, he was really yeah. good in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he
0: was yeah really I good. haven't watched Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, he's great in Breaking Bad for like the few episodes he's in it.
2: He's in a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. I've not gotten to where he is, but apparently, he's really good in that as well. Yeah.
1: Awesome. I, I think he's like a genuinely good actor.
2: Be interesting yeah, yeah. to see where they I go. I like and... him a lot in F's family. Yeah. I enjoyed and then it.
1: Chris, you watched Artemis Fowl.
2: And I regretted doing so.
1: Is it that bad? Is it as bad as everyone says?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I, I went into it expecting it will probably be funny. It will be like worth the meme. Half of it. <laughs> was genuinely really funny like the second half where it just goes batshit insane and just gets super over the top but the first half is so dull i honestly have no clue what anything that happens in the story the acting is atrocious like colin farrell and judy dench both clearly do not want to be there (laughs) like seriously by the end of the film i literally have no clue anything that happened, what the purpose of the film was. I'm excited, because that's like one like of nine, convinced... isn't it? They're definitely not making a sequel. Is Kenneth Branagh direct Mil-
1: this as well?
2: Yeah. Kenneth Branagh directed it. He Jesus. hasn't made a single good film, no. <laughs> Well,
1: Well, I like his, um. what's his Shakespeare adaptation? Is it Macbeth?
2: He's made like a billion Shakespeare uh, adaptations.
1: Well, one of them I liked.
0: I can't remember which
1: yeah, one. Yeah, he
2: did Macbeth a few years ago. Is that the yeah. one with Gerald
0: Butler in? Um, no. Oh, I don't know what one that is. I'm thinking of a waffle. I, I also, won't be Gita watching Dench
1: She's had a really bad year or like few months. She was in Cats
0: and now this. I think she's just at the age now where like she just wants to sign on to big money things and then retire. Yeah.
2: She is quite funny in the film, completely ironically. There's a scene where she like flies down on a huge spaceship, comes out in this huge like green superhero costume and just says, Top of the Morning to you.
1: <laughs> of course. And it just
2: cuts away. And it's like that scene never happened. It had no purpose in the film <laughs> at all. Oh dear.
1: Mm. I think Kenneth kind of Branagh's a decent director. I don't know why he's done this.
0: I'm trying to think of other things he's done. Though. Yeah, I guess.
1: He did that um murder on the Orient Express a few years ago. That was good.
2: Yeah. It wasn't enjoyed that. This film was in they've been trying to make a film based on this series for almost twenty years now. It's just been in development hell. They started filming it two or three years ago and it's only just come out.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: yeah, that explains that. It's been a delayed
2: lot. like three or four times and then eventually just threw it onto Disney Plus. And Jesus. I'm pretty sure they cut twenty minutes out of the last second as well.
1: Brilliant.
0: I, d- I don't blame them for putting it on Disney Plus. Imagine if this had been a box office release because it had just shown so much tanked. more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: they don't. I now they've got Disney, have Plus, they don't have to, Disney Plus,
0: they don't have to risk things anymore.
1: No. It's like Netflix. As much as Netflix puts out like really great films like The Irishman and stuff, and Marriage Story, it also puts out a lot of shit like The Wrong Missy. <laughs>
2: how dare you and that new film from the taken two and three director oh the day, yeah. last days of american crime yeah
1: was yeah called. just they- awful just churns out a lot of shit
0: there's no risk for them because no one notices if they're terrible they don't they don't lose anything they don't yeah like the only things they can learn from is like their success with things but people are always going to tune into things like the wrong message because they you put it right in front of you. It's easy. Yeah,
1: it's just there, isn't it? Like, a lot of people I imagine get home from work, have dinner. They just want to relax with something easy to watch. And it's the first thing Netflix recommends, plays a little trailer for it, and then they stick it on and watch it. And <laughs> then, then regret they regret it, it an hour and a half later. Because they watch shit. David
0: Spade get raped twice, is it? Yeah,
1: raped twice. He gets handed <laughs> on a plane that he doesn't want. And then she rapes him in the hotel room. It's sick. It's not even funny.
0: There we go. All right, Chris. What is coming up next week?
2: Yes. So next week, we're going to go around the theme of summer because we're basically in the middle of summer at the moment. It's a good show. Even if the weather right now would make you think otherwise. I uh, originally was going to pick Kangaroo Jack as my <laughs> film recommendation. but Kai voiced very strong opinions <laughs> against it. Yeah, because it's Kangaroo <laughs> so it's- Jack. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I thought instead I'd pick an actual good film. I know Kai's watched it. I don't know about Callum. I'm going to pick Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. Yes. I just got the Criterion Blu ray today, so I'm excited to read Very, very it relevant it. as
1: well for the, the times yeah. we're living in at the uh, moment. My-
0: excited.
2: And my album um, is going to be. The white album by weezer because it's a very summery album oh hell yeah i remember when it came out in the middle of summer i used to listen to it while drinking outside all the time and i just have good memories of that also speak it relates to
1: this show with relationships because me and my ex-girlfriend love that album and we used to listen to it in the car all the time so (laughs) there we go there we go link
0: so well um We'll tweet them recommendations out for us, but first, Chris, you can play us out. What is going to be the final song? <phone rings>